Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello and welcome to Just The Sip, everybody, actress, songstress, music legend, Real Housewife of Atlanta. I can't say more about this woman. She is the female Jeff Bezos of sex toys. <laughs> I am here with Candy Barres, honey. Hey! First off, congratulations. First female to win the Mass Singer? Yes, uh, that's like the most exciting part about it is that I'm the first and there will never be another first. She loves to be the first and she's also competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never, I've never seen someone so competitive in my life. At what point did you realize that you could potentially win this thing? That's a good question. I think when it started getting much later into the show, I would say... The last, like one of the last four performances. You were like, this could be it. I could do this immediately. Well, here's the thing. Um, You know, at first I was scared as hell when I first started performing on the show because it's been a long time since I performed by myself, you know, as a solo artist. For sure. So when I was doing the first few performances, I was shaking, like literally like shaking in my boots. (laughs) Damn. um, Yeah. We couldn't tell. After, like, um, I made it to the, what was it, top nine performance when they had the top uh-huh. three from each group, I was, like, feeling really good about that performance because that's when I did Rise Up. And I was yes. like, okay, I felt, I felt good about that one. And so from there, I was like, okay, I started analyzing the whole situation. And that's when I realized no other female had ever won. Then your mind started working. Mm, I was like, okay, we got to change this. And we had a lot more men than women in this competition for season three. Did you realize that? I did. I did. Yeah. I also thought, I said, okay, you know what? This is weird because I started putting a few things together. When did you film this show? In January. In January. Yeah. So I was at Equinox one day going up the escalator and I saw Todd. And normally we like, yo, what's up, man? Yeah, what's happening? But he gave me one of those fake cell phone moments where like he had to walk away. (laughs) And I was like, what's he doing in LA right now? Like, I didn't even know you guys are here. And I was like, damn, he avoided me. Did I say something on my show or something? Like, did I say something on Daily Pop? And then I realized once I was watching the show and you sung Rise Up, I was like, oh, 
they were here because Mass Singer, because that's when I figured out it was you. <laughs> that is so crazy. Well, I was trying to avoid everybody that I knew in LA. I didn't. I we had a rent in a house. I was trying not to be seen anywhere, but I don't know how. It was like a couple people saw me or something or knew I was out there. I didn't even post that I was out there, but for some reason, it was like one or two people were like, "Yeah, I heard you in LA." Let's, I was like, "Oh no!" I was oh, like, "Yeah, honey." Yeah, I was trying to avoid everyone because I didn't want to have to lie to people in their faces. And, you know, and I just didn't want people asking me a whole bunch of questions about what I was doing there. I had one. Let me tell you. When, um, LaMichael Levert, he's like family to me or whatever. So mm -hmm. he, I, I saw him out there. We went out to eat. He was like, OK, so what are you doing in L.A.? I was like, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, out here auditions, you know. Hi, he says, oh, you're doing the mass Singer. I said, what? How did you <laughs> Oh, he was like, because I guess he was friends with Raven Simone. He, he was friends yeah. with too. So I guess she did the same thing last year when she was on the show. He said, acting sketchy, acting yeah. sketchy. He said, anybody that I know that I know who works all the time is all of a sudden in LA, but they're not really doing anything. They're on Please. the mask finger. Please. <laughs> and, and and by the way, I love how you're like, yeah, everybody, I didn't post anything, but people saw me and said, oh, I heard you're in LA. The only time people see me out in public, they're like, oh, I saw you with Cynthia. And I'm like, how did you guys see us? We're like low key having a drink. And I was like, Cynthia, can you leave your ass at home? Everybody sees us because you have right. that big Atlanta booty. You <laughs> said you big Atlanta booty. That's when I see you with Cynthia. But right. right. Yeah. Um, I have went out for Kenya's birthday. And I went to her birthday party. So I know some people saw me out then. And I think I had posted that I went to Disneyland or something. But it was one time before that. I don't know how they, I was like, they must, somebody saw me at the store or something? Like, what happened? Mm -mm, girl, the gays will like, get oh, it. Everybody. Oh, no, the, the gays will get it. You know, it's so funny because we talk a lot on Daily Pop about when women assume this boss role. And, you know, I watched this whole season as you've kind of navigated your relationship and, you know, you had to communicate to your husband that, you know, I needed the shy and I needed to do this. Mm -hmm. How was it coming with this new project when you know that he wasn't too thrilled with you being away for the last project? Yeah. Okay. So my husband explained this to me. First of all, Todd is very supportive of me. But yes. what had happened was, you know, what you guys got to see on the show is that Okay, Bravo allowed me to do the shy while I was still taping Housewives. So basically, say for instance, I only get normally two days off a week for Housewives. They may have gave me one extra day, but those days I was in Chicago. So I would go yes. work every day in, in Atlanta, then go leave and work every day in Chicago. So when I would come back home for the time that I had to tape with either Housewives or have a little couple of hours left, he was upset that the times that I would have off mm. hours, they would book something else during that time. So like Don Juan had booked me to host an event. Um, they had already given me off. I didn't even have to go to Portia's event um, for the show because they knew I was coming back from Chicago. But because I had gotten back early, I was like, well, I'm here. Let me go support her. So I went ahead and went anyway, knowing I had another event to host that night. And so Todd was like, 
you are just like booking all your clock, all your time around the clock, supporting everybody, taping for everything except for supporting your own family. You need to sit your ass at home. Oh, for sure. He was just mad that you didn't give him that time where he was going to get some of that bedroom candy. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, you know, you always need a little time for some bedroom candy. You always need a little time for some bedroom candy. But it's so you funny, were. like, how did you find somebody? Because I think a lot of men have that ego moment where you almost have to dim your light a little bit or, or scale back. Yes. How hard was it finding a dude who was so sure of himself? Like, I've met this dude. He is like old school. The vibe is like Ronald Isley, kind of. Like, he's he's so Ronald Isley. Well, he's so sure of himself. Like, he knows he's who a he Leo. is. He's, oh, that's what it is. He's a Leo. <laughs> How hard was it to find somebody, you know, who was cool with you being this boss bitch? You know, I mean, I think everything happens for a reason. You know, obviously Todd and I met on the show, so he knew, you know, what I did. What time it was. When I when he met me, right. But um, I think the reason why we work so well together is he's so confident in who he is and he doesn't mind being him and allowing me to be me. And he loves yeah. to see me excel and live out my dreams. And he's, he loves, you know, we're teamwork. So we both bounce off of each other and support each other in all the different things we want to do. And he just knows what I want to do. And so he just supports me in that way. And that's what I love about him. I mean, in any relationship that I've been in before, you know, some, sometimes people don't, they don't support you in that way. Sometimes. No. They say they want to see you do well, but they really, you need to sit down. You're doing too much. You blah, 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 you know. Whereas with Todd, you know, I can bounce ideas off of him. And he's like, okay, let's make it happen. He'll help me figure out how to make something happen, <laughs> you know. 100%. Yeah, so I think um, that's part of our thing that makes us stronger is the fact that, you know, we do push each other to greater heights. Well, that's nice that your man supports you, but it seems like some of your castmates get a little salty whenever you do something <laughs> outside of the show. Salt. Salty is the word. <laughs> and look, look, I'm not going to be messy. I'm not going to be charade right now. What I'm going to say, though, is watching this season and looking back at all the blogs and the comments, it seems like some of them get a little salty. Why is that? I don't know. And I think that it's so stupid because at the end of the day, um, when one of us or different ones of us are doing things outside of the show um, that are great, it only puts more attention on the show. It only helps boost everybody. When our show does well, it helps yeah. everybody's career in a sense. That's a part of it, right? Yeah. Um, I think some people want to feel like the show is only successful because of them. And it's just not that way. Our show is built on an ensemble. It's a, a group yeah. in a sense. And you know, I come from group life. I come, I started out in a group. So I know yeah. how teamwork makes the dream, teamwork makes the dreams work, right? And but you also know how to call a bitch out when she gets too salty uh, in a group. For sure. <laughs> but the main thing is you have to remember when and when it comes to this situation, especially housewives, yes. you are not number one. We are number one. The yes. franchise is number one. 
It's not one person in here that's one, number one by themselves. We yes. are number one together. And I feel like, you know, for some reason, you know, some people don't understand that and they don't understand it takes a group effort for all of us to, you know, to do well and to be, to succeed as a team, you know what I mean? And so, you know, so, you know, she'll be all right. She'll figure it out one of these days. Because I'm embedded in your brain, okay? And you gonna keep seeing me, but I love to see everybody doing their thing. And you know, I it just um, annoys me. I would have to say, annoys me when certain people, you know, start getting on a soapbox talking about who need to go, who need to be fired. Oh, this person don't bring nothing. Oh, this person ain't this. This person ain't that. When it's just like. Come on now. And then it, when we go in on you, then it's, oh, they picking on me. Oh, they this. Oh, they that. But you said all this stuff. And you, it's like, stop it. And you closed the laptop. I didn't close the laptop. She did. She closed the laptop. She closed the laptop with her notes showing. <laughs> with the notes. You're supposed to be reading, bitches, not reading notes. Look, look. <laughs> I died, okay? And I'm going to tell you this right now. As a fan of Housewives, especially Atlanta, because the reunions get so intense and they're so good, and I know at times it was hard for you, but God, for a viewer, it was amazing. You know, being in front of that person and being able to, like, read someone in person is an art form. Mm -hmm. And when they said, oh, my God, it's going to be virtual, it's going to be on Zoom, I was like, damn, that's going to be Whack. I'm mad about that. I said that too. I agree. I like it. No, it turned out to be great. But originally, when they first told us, I was very disappointed. Like a lot of us were. I know Cynthia, Eva, and Kenya, they were all disappointed as well because, you know, they were very adamant about, oh, we need to be in the room. You know, we don't want these, these chicks to be able to just walk away. Everybody needs to be face to face, you know, all of that stuff. And so, I was kind of like, oh, God, now people are going to be able to walk away from the computer every time they get mad. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. But other than that, I feel like it really has been epic. It has been some epic reads. The reads and the shade has been funny, Um, you know, just over the top. Some of the arguments, the muting, how he's been muting us. (laughs) That has been funny. The muting has been amazing. That I was done when I saw myself doing this. I was like, "What am I doing?" I was like, "No." What threw me for a loop was when they first put out the um, trailer for the reunion. Yeah, and I saw myself. I was like, "No!" And by the way, you were trying to keep it cute because you did your own hair and makeup. You did the updo with the waterfall in the front. I was like, "Okay, oh, oh." Okay, you try to keep it real cute and real classy, and then fifty-two minutes in, <laughs> you know it's so crazy because I didn't think you were gonna come back to Housewives when the drama with Phaedra and mm-hmm. Portia, and mm-hmm. you walked out looking by myself on that long ass weave with that cute ass gold with that cute ass gold jumpsuit. I was like, damn, yeah, that's the way to walk out. I thought this is it. She's got the career. She's got everything she needs. She's back in the music. You're not going back. 
what made you want to go back that next season? That was a time that I actually thought about not coming back. You know, if I ever thought about it, that was the time that I thought about it. Um, ah, what made me come back? You know, family, friends was like, you can't let them get to you. You know, all that stuff. And um, I really wanted to change and take control of my narrative. Yeah. Because although, you know, there were so many people who supported me who were like, oh, I don't believe that crap, blah, 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 blah. There were still some people who would, and even now I still see some people that would be like, ah, that probably was true. You know how people oh. are that's true. Even though you see here, she just told you she was lying. I mean, or that this was not true and that whatever. You know, it's like I just felt like I did not want it to end on like that, that. negative note. Like that be the last thing people Google about me in that show. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people wonder why, you know, that following year, you know, I always I always vent through my art okay mm -hmm. so that's when i decided to do you know the the dungeon party thing. the dungeon it was really a um a variety show and i know a lot of people were like why would you do that why would you um make fun of that you know whatever but for me i was like first of all first of all it was a way for me to express myself you know and to show how silly and stupid the whole concept of that was mm -hmm. but to me it's like you have to kill negative press with something else. You get what I'm saying? Live, live by the press, die by the press. Exactly. So if all those things, those negative things and all that is out there in the world, then I want to put out a creative project that is so wild, so over the top that people that when they talk about it, all you see is this bomb party that shows up when you Google it. All you see are all these people that had fun and had a good time and all these people dressed up. And, and you know, I, I said I was just going to change the narrative of what that was. And so some people may not agree with how I did that. But when you think about I was able to take something that was said about me that was so terrible and I made a whole national tour of it that sold out in multiple cities with people all dressed up in theme <laughs> and participated. I think I made the best of that situation. Um, and you and Don Juan need to go work for the U.S. government because the <laughs> y'all be cooking up together. Yeah, but I mean, to say, and, and don't get me wrong, that situation is still, it's hurtful. You know what I mean? If yes. I really go back and think about those days, I try not to really think about it, you know, because, you know, clearly me and Portia trying to move on and be in a better place. And I just want to put the whole situation behind me. But I figured if I made an art form of it, something that is more fun and more playful, then I could stop harboring the ill will. Yeah. Now, would your decision have been different? had the casting stayed the same. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have been mad. You wouldn't have came back if she came back. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even finna play with y'all. No. <laughs> yeah, uh -uh. Because, and by the way, yeah, it wasn't, I don't blame you. Yeah, it wasn't just that. It was because it was like, okay, it, she tried to turn it into, oh, well, production tried to make me do it. It turned to, and people forget about the other things that were said that day. I don't know if you guys realize it was like some other things that was happening outside of it. Uh, right at that time, I was having issues for some reason. 
it was some things that was happening at the city or whatever with like our liquor license and stuff. Like we had passed the board, the board had approved us and everything, but I still didn't have my liquor license yet. And I was like, why is that? And then when we were sitting there on the stage that day, I don't know if you go back and watch it. She was like, so how is everything going happening with your uh, your restaurant or something? You remember that? Wait, 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 wait. I had never talked about it. So you clearly know. I knew she had friends there whatever. So I knew I felt like, put it this way. I felt as though that was her way of letting me know that she had been messing with my business. Okay, hold on, hold on. That's why I was like, you already trying to kill my name on the show, and then you messing with my outside business. I would never talk to you again. I'm done. <laughs> don't f- with my kids. Don't f- with my man, and yeah. don't f- with my money. That's yeah. the three rules in in yeah. any part of life yeah. ever. It was a lot. I mean, you know, people can get over all kind of things. You know what I'm saying? But those were the things that let me know that. It's just kind of like one thing when you know what you're dealing with. Like, it's say, for instance, if I'm arguing with the girls on the show, like, say, for me and Nini are arguing right now, right? We're arguing. But I have, I really, I have no hate in my heart for her, to be honest with you. I really sure. don't. I respect her, really, and what she's done, what she's accomplished. But she just gets on my nerves sometimes. And we argue. You feel what I'm saying? But, yeah, you guys are, yes. Yeah, okay. But in this other situation, it was just more so... It, it went way too far. And not only was it you tried to trash my name and put me in, like, it's a whole movement that's going on about stuff like that right now when people talking about drugging people. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, no, no. <laughs> like, you don't not attach me to that. Don't, don't attach me to that. So that was a whole thing in itself, but she never apologized. She never was like, not to me. You know, like I'm the one you just just totally dragged my whole life and reputation. You never apologized. You never said nothing. You never, and then you even didn't even try to take accountability. You just was kind of like, oh yeah, um, well they, somebody else told me to say that. Like it always went to somebody told me to say that. Uh, production told me to say that. Uh, like girl, bye. Wow, girl, bye. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even know why I'm talking about this right now. I don't even want to really talk about it. We, we don't have to talk about it anymore. I just was so curious because I was like, I would have walked away, but it's so crazy. As much as I think she went so low, she kind of had one of the best reads in Housewives history when she was talking about Kid Yes Man ejaculating into a cup because he needed to get a pizza at Little Caesars. Oh, yeah, that was a lot. That oh, was man. low. It was, it, no, I'm saying it was long. It was a long run. When they do reads like that, I'm like, I know y'all practiced it. Oh, all day. <laughs> You've been practicing that for weeks, honey. <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta is the, the home of the theatrical read because you got to read a script on yeah. that one. That's why uh, you, you better, if you're going to try to read me, you better come with quick, short reads because I ain't going to let you get it out. I know how they do. I know they be practicing, you know what I'm saying? I know that they've been sitting with their friends that they like, oh, bitch, I'm going to teach you how to read her. I'm going to give you some reads to say. I already know what they be doing. So unless you got a quick, short read, you ain't getting it out on me because I'm going to cut you off. Oh, you know how to you know how to disengage a read. <laughs> disengage. Try it again. <laughs> I will disengage this read. Immediately. E- if you ain't coming off the dome on me, it ain't going to work. <laughs> He will have to mute me for you to be able to get that out. <laughs> oh, don't come here with more than two sentences, bitch, because you ain't getting past, you know, word thir- 13 over yeah. here. Yeah, that would have never come off on me because I would cut that off before it got to the, the third word. I was like, ah. 
I, I know I, what I, you're I, doing. I know what you're doing. But it's so funny. I, you know what I find is so hilarious. I've I've always said to people prior to now, I was like, they be rehearsing their reads. They be over here practicing. And people thought that I was just making that up. Like, no, you saw the notes. Like, you realize they actually do be getting with some of their friends. Oh, what should I say to her? Tell me something to say, girl. You know, all of that, you know. Cause you know the gays, we be like, girl, exactly. Giving them reads, giving them reads, honey. And I, give it a read. I understand it, and I, I feel you. But I mean, for me, that ain't gonna work. On me. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Who's got the most calculated reads out of all the ladies? I can't say that because it's not like they're showing me their reads. You know what I mean? I can just but you tell know what they're doing. I can tell when they're doing it. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like a lot of times it's too planned out. It's too long. I've had situations where I noticed, like, say for instance, um, where you could tell they didn't. They like if I cut them off or whatever, and they didn't get it all the way out, then they'll try to bring it back again later in the conversation. I'm like, oh, this girl tried to bring back that same read she had practiced on. Just trying to get it out. Girl. Look, <laughs> trying to dust it off. <laughs> Yeah, try to re-say it differently this time. <laughs> what you doing? Let's see what you're doing. Look, I I posted a clip. I was watching the news, and this man on Amazon said that he didn't understand why Amazon was 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 shipping out non-essential things, and one of these things was sex toys. And I was like, "Sir, who said that? Who said that? Who said that?" First of all, Beverly Candy, we had one of our biggest months in the history of our company last month since we've been in quarantine, I'm saying. No, which is, people are probably so frustrated that they're coming for your Well, it's not even just that. I mean, you know, we do have thousands of consultants that are part of our, you know, Beverly Candy. Um, You're like Mary Kay. You're like Mary Kay for sex toys. Well, yeah, but now it's more of a lifestyle brand because now we even carry the makeup. We carry, you know, candy coated cosmetics. We carry um, hair, bath and body products and all kind of stuff now. So it's not just the adults toys. Yes. But we do have the best adult toys. No, the best adult toys. The best. (laughs) I feel like you need like, you know, OnlyFans is blowing up. I'm gonna need you to produce some content to let all these ladies know how to pleasure themselves because I'm done hey, with my girlfriend's talk. Content you want me to produce? No, no, you just produce. You don't have to be on the camera. Just produce it. I need you to be like a Berman and Berman or like a Sue Johansson talk oh, sex lady. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Like I need you to talk to people about the gym because I've been talking about this with my girlfriends. I have girlfriends who have never had orgasms and they're thirty something years old. Right. Well, that um, a majority of women have not experienced a real orgasm from. Can I say penetration on me? You can, girl, you can say penetration, fellatio. Okay. <laughs> Most and... women haven't experienced um, an orgasm from penetration, um, and it's unbelievable. But that is true. It's like a real statistic. And so I always tell women that you need to learn your own body and learn mm-hmm. what get you there so that you can share that with your partner. 
Were you surprised at how many women that you met promoting, you know, these products that had never self-pleasured themselves or never had experienced anything like it? Because I think in our community, that's something that isn't talked about freely. <laughs> you know, it really wasn't talked about, especially when I first started um, Bedroom Candy. It was like taboo. I mean, yeah. I was like the first black. I was I became the poster girl for um, black women who are empowered enough to own loving themselves and self care. Okay. Yes, self care. <laughs> now self-care. it's self care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like um, I was the first one that was really open about it because I I'm kind of like one of those people I don't care. I, I always love to talk about sex. You know, it's that's my thing. So, uh, you know, it was nothing for me to say, okay, I want to have an adult toy. I want to have an adult product. Um, not just because of like this, the, what you said earlier, most women had never experienced an orgasm. And um, so, which I felt like that's why a lot of people used to like watching Candy Coated Nights because we would talk about sex and over yes. things. And people used to be like, oh my God, I can't believe y'all said that. But they loved to watch. It was like a guilty pleasure, you know? And um, so with that being said, it, it let me know from the things that people would say, I knew that it was needed. The products are needed, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's crazy because every time I watch that show, every time you had an event, anytime you brought up candy coated products, everybody was like, ooh. But it was always the biggest hoe in the room who was like, ooh, you talking about that? And I'm like, I know you done did some dirty ass in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, bitch. Okay. Uh, okay. And I hate, you know, those secretive ones be tripping you up. Them secretive the, ones be doing all the dirt and then be want to act like they don't do nothing. Isn't it amazing when you get the tea on a secret hoe and you've been like, this bitch been acting like she Mother Teresa. Meanwhile, she had it in her butt, went to her mouth, in her <laughs> ear, between her <laughs> toes. Like, be doing all kind of stuff. Yes. Be doing all kinds of Oh, okay. I what I hate is the, you know, speaking of the show or whatever, I used to hate when these girls be want to come up here and talk all crazy about me. And I'd be like, oh, if they only knew your tea, honey. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Luckily for them, I don't really like um, spreading people's tea that hasn't already been talked about on the show and stuff like that. Or if they didn't talk about it on camera and stuff, I'd be like, you know, that's wrong for me to, um, you know, put people on blast or whatever. So. I had the one time when I had to put, present the the uh, text message on the show. But other than that, I try not to do that type of stuff because I just kind of feel like, you know, even though we had fell out or whatever, or if you mad at somebody or whatever, there was a time that we had some type of bond where you felt comfortable sharing that with me when the cameras weren't around. So I try not to um, bring that up. Yeah, bring up stuff and put people on blast and say stuff, you know, it's crazy, whatever. That they No, I totally get it. I would, that would be my jam too. Um, when it comes to sex, I have a rule. Okay. I'll try everything twice. Twice? If I don't like it the first time, I'm gonna give it a second shot. Mm. If I don't like it the second time, I probably won't do it a third time. Mm. Am I approved? Nah, cause I do something once and I ain't never doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Not even on birthdays? Not even on birthdays. Uh, yeah, it don't work for everybody, honey. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like we all can be open-minded. You know, I feel like we try things. We can have fun. We can do lots of things. But, you know, if I don't like it, eh, I don't like it. We're not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Look, I need to talk about the music because I feel like as an artist, you evolve so quickly. And especially when you're writing for artists and when you're putting yourself and them into a song. But this new song with Todrick, it's such a bop. It's here. You know the girls are going to go crazy for it. How did this all come together? Well, after doing uh, Mad Singer um, at that one, I came home, I was like, okay, I, I'm going to put out music this year. And I wanted to come up with a, I really had planned to do a full project. So I went in the studio, I started recording. Um, I knew I wanted to do a dance record, you know, yes. that can make people move. You know what I'm saying? So I had talked about it with my engineer and I was like, I need to find the right track, you know, um, because, you know, I can hear stuff in my head, but I can't actually do the beat myself. So I need somebody to make it, make the beat. <laughs> and um, so we had did a couple other songs and then he came up with, he was like, I came up with something like what you were talking about. And when I heard it, I was like, I like it. This, this might be it. And I started writing it. And I went in the booth and it came to me very fast. This song did. And, um, and then after I listened to it, I was like, I got to find somebody good to get on here with me. And I thought of one or two people. And then um, me and my friends, they were like, what about Todrick? And I was like, Todrick would kill this because, you know, he had just did the hair and nails hips. I was like, he'll kill this. Killed everybody with that one. Okay. Right. So I was like, check it out. And I called him. He was like, uh, yeah, of course I would do it. And from there, I, I put him on it. I had um hit up Precious is someone I met from the ballroom scene. You know what I mean? Where she's um, mm -hmm. I saw her on Instagram and she's in the whole ballroom world and all of that. And she had a song on her Instagram page that she had did all the chanting on or whatever. And I was yeah. like, I want her on my record. I want to hear that on my record. And so I asked her to do that and she was down and yeah. Mm -hmm. Bitches are going to explode, honey. Used to Love Me is out now. And I'm telling you, the queens are coming out of quarantine. They're gonna be duck walking down the streets <laughs> of this whole thing. <laughs> it's just so crazy when you think about like all the greats in music and how they've survived decade after decade and how they've kind of, you know, you think about the great producers, how they can really integrate new sounds. Like, what is it about this like EDM ballroom sound that you love so much? Just that, the EDM ballroom sound. Um, I feel like um, EDM has been taken over for a minute, low key. You know, like if you go to the mm -hmm. club anywhere in the world, you know, they're going to play those records that make you be like, hey, hey, like the beat is just going to drive you. You know what I'm saying? And if you go to a show, like a ballroom show or whatever, and the music, like the best. 100, 100. Yes. And so, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. You know what I'm saying? And I'm paying homage in that way to say, I love it. When I go to the club, you know, if I, you know, and any of the shows that I've been to and I see how they party and I'm like, I want to be a part of that. I want my song to sound like it's a part of that. You know what I mean? It's amazing. No, it's like the music that gasses you up. Like, you don't need nobody in the room but that song. It'll gas your ass up the minute you press play. Right. And the music. And then to me, it feels more world. 
when I what I mean by that, it's not in any lane. It's no. not like it's not like you stuck in one lane, one genre. It's like I can I can play that song here. I can play that song in Dubai at a party. I can play that London song. will kill it. Yeah, you know, and so I just felt like I wanted something that felt worldwide. That was very universal. Yeah, it gotta be universal and not in a box. I love that. You know what? Definitely and I love you. <laughs> Mama Joyce better get a lifetime movie. <laughs> Tyler Perry better make Mama Joyce that lifetime movie. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I your mother to me is like I don't know. She's like a mix of like Cicely Tyson and Medea. Like she don't f around, but she'll teach you. You better stop. He said Cicely Tyson and Medea. Because let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. She got that like she gonna teach you a few things, and like she got that old soul. Like she knows a lot. She been around, and like she don't like whatever. And then yeah. Medea don't f with nobody, and she gonna <laughs> slap your ass if she gotta slap your ass. Like I don't even condone it. But when Mama Joyce got up. And even, I don't know what had happened between she and Carmen, but when Mama Joyce went at her and her sister didn't even flinch, I was like, <laughs> Mama Joyce, you and I are going to be best friends. That was a terrible day for me. That was a horrible day for me, actually. Can you but your mama got you back. Oh, yeah, but could you imagine your mama and you, one of your best friends in the world about to go to blows? Like, no. I've seen, I've seen my mother and my aunt fight at Christmas. Oh, no. Well, maybe I'm you know. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Like my grandmother was like, "Y'all two can talk right now," and then talking turned to slapping, slapping turned to potatoes. I had to protect the mac and cheese. I was like twelve years old. I'm from the south. That's how we go. You know how it is. <laughs> now look, we got to get real for two seconds. I would have ate those cookies if I was there. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm a greedy bitch. I'm a greedy bitch. And I get hungry around two o'clock. Okay. Let's be clear. You know, I'm greedy too. I wasn't there either, but I probably would have ate some, some of them cookies too. <laughs> I would have had an oatmeal raisin and a snickerdoodle bitch. And I would have took a chocolate chunk home for my man who I don't have. So I would have ate it myself. Right, hilarious. No, um, <laughs> I, I wasn't there. I heard that situation was very uncomfortable though. Yeah, but that's the name of the game. It gets uncomfortable. You know, like, everybody. everybody was mad at me for saying that. You notice that everybody was yeah. mad at me because they felt like I should have done something against Kenya for this situation. But I'm like, okay, people, let's have a clear mind. I was not there when the cookie lady first met them, right? I was not Amen. there when Kenya brought the cookie lady to the luncheon. Amen. I did not have the... um the luxury of you guys to watch it on television at that time. I'm just hearing it third person. I'm hearing them come, this person come back, tell them what happened, that person. I was not there for any of it. So why was I supposed to be having some major opinion about the situation? I'm like, I wasn't there. And the way I looked at it was, well, everybody's had their man on, on the Called out at some point on this show. And we all have to like, kind of like check, check a bitch when it happens. Right? 100%. Right. Now, this is my thing. If Tanya would have checked the out of the cookie lady or checked the out of Kenya, we wouldn't, nobody would be asking any questions. They wouldn't be talking to me about why I didn't say nothing because they would have known she would have handled it. Right? But because she she's a sweet person. 
you know, we just look at it. Everybody's like, but y'all should have did this. I'm like, I wasn't even there. You're like, it's not my fault she Canadian. <laughs> I wasn't there. Like, leave me alone. If she was 116th Georgian, if there was an ounce of Atlanta in her, that bitch would have flipped that table in two seconds and read someone to feel. Is she Canadian? She don't know. She was very classy. We will say that. You know what I think it is, too? I think for everybody on the this season and for a few seasons back, you became the voice of reason. Like, there's this side, there's that side, and everybody wants to know where you land because you normally come in with, well, let me just tell you what the truth is. Like, we all look to you for that. I don't know if you get that in your normal life, too, with your girlfriends. You're the voice of reason. I mean, I, I can agree with that. I mean, I feel like I try to just look at things the way it, you know, where it's common sense, you know. But typically, I would say a lot of times in the past when I'm, I was trying to, like, think back to other situations on the show, Either I was around for something or I was yeah. part of the situation. Like, you know, so it was easy for me to speak on it or have an opinion about it. But if I'm getting everything third person or third hand, like say, for instance, um, the situation when they first met the um, cookie lady, when the cookie lady said something to Kenya and Cynthia. By the way, does the cookie lady even have a name? I've just been calling her the cookie lady. Yeah, she she needs to change her business to the cookie lady because everybody calls her that. But um, what I'm saying is, you know, I briefly remember them mentioning that this lady came by or whatever. But it was like when we first started taping early June. So months had passed. We didn't hear nothing else from her. She didn't come back around like and that was just them telling me third person. So I'm not even thinking about that lady by the time we went to Canada. You get what I'm saying? So we yeah. were sitting at that table that day. And when um, Kenya Can first started dropping the, the little things like, well, what would you do if blah, blah, blah? I wasn't even thinking about no damn cake cookie lady. Honestly, um, what had been in the press so much was obviously... Um, Dennis and Portia. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously the first thing that came to mind was either her or either I was like, well, shit, is she trying to tell me something? I don't know. You know, we all, I think, were sitting there like wondering, who is she talking about at first? Yeah. And I guess um, it was like, you know, her and um, Tanya kept asking questions. They kept going back and forth, uh, you know, talking. And she was like, well, what if you did this? And when it, So then I started thinking, I was like, oh, she must be talking about that lady. You know what I mean? But it still wasn't a thing to me because unless, like, okay, let's be for real. We didn't know anything. It's typically a lot of these people come because of production. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> unless they gonna bring her back around, this may not ever come up again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I was just like, why do y'all want me to have such an opinion? I don't even know if this lady really about to be a part of the situation. Right. I've yet to be in the scene with her. It's true. It, no, you are absolutely correct. But I also think it's weird because everybody has an alliance with somebody. It seems like Cynthia and Kynthia was two peas in a pod. <laughs> Not a new name. Portia and Nini kind of got back together, but then you also had Tanya with Nini as well. And then Marlo was kind of a free agent this year. Marlo was a free agent because Marlo was trying to get that coin and trying to get in those, those things. For everybody. 
Oh, she was like, you know what? I'm not going to have a peach bitch, but I'm going to be in this motherfucking scene because it's per episode, this paycheck, and I got two kids. <laughs> I already knew what Miss Marlowe was doing, but you're always the person that's on your own island that never has an alliance with anybody. Well, according to certain people this year, they said that I was in an alliance. And so that's why I was getting annoyed at first because I was like, how am I in an allowance? Like literally, this I had made a joke with the girls um, right before the reunion. We did not, uh, you know how she was saying that me, Kenya, Cynthia, and Eva was an alliance. That's what Nini had told the world. We did not even have a group text until like a week before the reunion. And that's the first sign of an alliance. An alliance, exactly. <laughs> so you feel me? I was like, there was no alliance. We were, I mean, of course, me and Kenya are cool. So do we talk from time to time throughout the year? I mean, throughout the season, like, girl, did you see this or whatever? Yes. Or am I cool with Cynthia? Do I talk to her? Yes. Um, but was there like a thing where we were all concocting stuff together? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's no. The conspiracy theories, like the Real Housewives conspiracy theories and the behind the scenes things that go on, you need to write a book about it. Mm. You got to do it. After it's all said and done, you've had your 10 years out of the show. You've been on the show for 20 years. You just need to sit there and be like, this all the bullshit that I couldn't tell y'all motherfuckers. Listen, when I tell you I got so many things I could write a book about, I need a full series, I need. <laughs> oh, you could be JK, Harry Potter, and the wig. What? <laughs> you know it. If I could just go back to the beginning and tell all the shit that I could been through and know. The music industry alone, you could write a seven page, that, that seven book trilogy, bitch. You're going to be on TNT for three months because you're going to have so much to write and so many movies to make. Yeah, I need to just go on to Netflix right quick and be like, look. <laughs> Oh my God, I love you. And I appreciate you taking this sip with me. This was so much fun. I love you. I love you too. I Bye. will see you soon. You guys, thanks for listening. And do not forget to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you can follow me at The Lady Sitter and be sure to come back every week for another pour of your favorite celebrity. <laughs>